Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by comedy writer Dan Greger. And we talk about how horrible Heathcliff is, among other things. The Olympics comes up. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. A beautiful day in Los Angeles. A beautiful day, if I might say, for a youth fishing competition. <laughs> Currently going on outside the Maximum Fun offices, the Junior Anglers, is that what they're called? I think they're called the... Let's bring our guests into this. Yes. Oh, I'd love uh, to hear about this. <laughs> because who knows more about fishing? Our guest, Dan Greger, uh, accomplished improviser, uh, writer for the hit television program, How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Dan, welcome you, you to the show. You emphasized that uh, incorrectly. It's, um, Did I? How I Met Your Mother. Gotcha. Sorry. My apologies. Dan, welcome to the program. It's a joy to have you uh, here. Thanks for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. We, uh, had a really, we had a really, really great uh, record with your coworker, Tammy Sager. Oh, did Tammy come in here? So the bar is high uh, for the right. writing staff of How I Met okay. Your Mother. Right. Yeah, I'll, it was like I'll an all-time sure. great episode with Damn. Tammy Sager. So. I can't tell if you guys... She's very funny, but I yes. can't tell if you guys are... No, we're no, being earnest. We totally so earnest. earnest. Oh, totally. Yeah, we basically right. want to marry Tammy Sager. Okay, now. hey guys, get on it, guys. Yeah. The two of you and her would make a beautiful couple. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much, Dan. Okay, so outside- the children. <laughs> no! Outside of our offices here on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles, at this moment, there are three things going on mm. in MacArthur Park, which is right next door to our office. One is. Some kind of taiko drumming performance. I mean, that's always going on. Yeah, you... But, I mean, you got to figure. It's the rhythm of the city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> El ritmo del ciudad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Taiko drumming competition. Which, okay, so it's, it's, I mean, I only heard the percussion. It's taiko and not, not. White dreadlock drum circle. I don't think it's a white dreadlock yeah. drum circle. This is not we a don't, white dreadlock drum circle kind of park. We don't have any white dreadlock people here. Okay, I, I just maybe thought that they they would. Uh, I mean, I, I know this is not the place that they would live, but I thought yeah. maybe they would all flock maybe to a come park down here. or this something. Is a nice place. It's a beautiful park. You could probably buy a rain stick around here. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, that's, possibly that's cross cultural. Yeah, yeah. You can get a nice fresh squeezed orange juice too. <laughs> right. There's yeah. a lot of different yeah. stuff everyone you can likes, buy. Everyone yeah. likes that. Someone offered to sell me a fake ID the other day. They, I don't need that. They're like, you look a little young. Are you getting carded? Yeah, you look like a 16-year-old who wants to buy some beer. The world's <laughs> baldest 16-year-old. And you had non-chemotherapy <laughs> division. <laughs> sorry for sorry for that. Sorry, leukemia. Yeah. Um, okay, so number one, taiko drumming taiko. And that, event. Just, just to ask, taiko drumming is – now is that like – Steel drumming, or no, this is, is a it... big wooden Japanese drum. Oh, okay, that's what that is. Okay, unless I mean the the other possibility is that there is a because we I couldn't see what was happening. It's possible there's a Korean equivalent of taiko drumming. Yes, don't jump to conclusions about what type of drums yeah. are in yeah. the. That has more kimchi, right? <laughs> That's the difference. Is those the drums? Yeah, they yeah. bury it in a clay pot. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 
Uh, let let the drums ferment. Mm. Um, okay, so that's number one. Okay, very. That was that just got me moving around. Right. The <laughs> sure. That that got me moving fast, and the the shirtless man drunk uh, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> was he screaming in rhythm to the drums? Uh, nope. I wish he was. <laughs> was it just Seal? It was. Might have been. Might have been very very well. Good in good shape for a homeless drunk guy. Yeah. When homeless drunk people are in good shape, it always freaks me out. Yeah, I agree. I agree because that means it's like it's sort of like prison workout regimen where it's like I got nothing to do but work out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you how do you I guess how do you work out when you're on the just like push ups, push-ups yeah. sit ups. I mean, you know, your own body fashion. Yeah, yeah. Sabermetrics. It's the Ricky <laughs> It's the Ricky Henderson <laughs> okay. workout. Sit ups and push ups. Yep. Sure. Nothing unnatural. Exactly. Okay, so number one, this pro, what I presume to be taiko drumming. Although, if there is a Korean equivalent, there are a lot more Koreans than there are Japanese in right. the in the area. Uh, so, all one of you Korean if it, listeners, if it is the Japanese drumming, that's just him taunting the Koreans to yes. come and get me. Yes. <laughs> Praying on, and then there's there's also a Chinese drummer over right. there. They're basically reenacting the horrors of World War II <laughs> through the yep. medium of mm-hmm. drumming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, the youth angling competition. Mm-hmm. This I'm most excited about. So there are at least fifty children outside <laughs> of our office right now, surrounding a big man-made lake. Are there fish in that lake? Yes, there oh, are. are. Okay, it's okay. not just a fuck you to children. <laughs> oh no, there's aban- abandoned the... alligators. <laughs> it's a, it's a, this, the event is put on by the nihilists committee <laughs> to teach the children about how futile life is. Yeah, is that that would be a seriously that would be yeah. some dark. So the shit. kids the kids fish for six hours, they catch nothing, right. and then the and then the the leader of the nihilist society, their 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 chairman, mm-hmm. just comes sure. up to the mic and says, "All right, kids, there's no god. Fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> and then they make him take the bus home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you got to kick them in the yeah, nards exactly. first. Yeah, exactly. Where'd my parents go? They left already. <laughs> Do we at least get the pizza party? <laughs> there was never any pizza. <laughs> yeah, but it's anchovy pizza. Oh. oh. Okay, so that's number two. Okay. Number three, a sword fight. Uh, yes. Like, were they real swords or were they like wooden swords like on Game of Thrones when Arya is learning to sword fight? Yes. Yes, it is that. <laughs> oh, you don't watch the show? No, I'm I'm on board with you okay, with okay. that Spanish guy that yeah. seems like he should be Inigo Montoya. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> I, almost like a parody of that character, Inigo Montoya. I was surprised. Is that guy not going to be on the show? Any? Oh, he did he? He's yeah, dead. guys, I'm only five episodes. That's fine. Spoiler alert. I'm He's assuming. I'm assuming. I'm. Here's my. They don't, they don't all make it. Oh no! Yes, they don't all make it out of this war torn yeah. medieval, the yeah. fuck fuck dungeon alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm like kind of five episodes oh, okay, in the Game okay, of okay. Thrones. I'm doing it oh, on so the DVDs. Seen, but you have met that character. I have met that character. Okay, yes, cool. He's and, pretty uh, cool guy, right? <laughs> he seems great, and I hope yeah. he never dies, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> I will. Hey, by the way, we're holding a fishing competition downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so there are like 50 child anglers. It's a... and, they, and they are all different. I mean, we're talking about six-year-old anglers, eight-year-old angler, anglers, 11-year-old anglers. Uh, I, uh, I've, I'm not good at fishing, so I would never join that, uh, that group. That's good. I, here's That's what why I, you have such an optimistic Here's what I outlook. wonder. Yeah. Here's what I wonder about child anglers and i guess more maybe more about teen anglers yeah, what you what we've all always wondered right where does angler fall in the like class system of <laughs> high school specifically in regards to pussy uh-huh. uh, oh, oh where, uh, that can't be high although i will say you know what i'll bet i'll bet that, that like in certain sort of like 
uh, I'll bet in like Malibu, mm-hmm. you're doing okay if you're. If okay. You're, if you're, you got a little fishing club in your high school. Sure. You're well, not so low on the totem pole because you're probably going out on like a nice boat. You're, yeah, it's really, your dad, it's right. Your dad, your exactly. dad has yeah. a, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, here's the thing. But if you're in the <laughs> MacArthur Park fishing club, maybe it's a little bit lower on the uh, That might strata. be a sign that your parents didn't bring home dinner. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, my brother was really into fishing mm-hmm. in high school. He may still be into fishing. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't talked to him about it recently. But we grew up, I mean, I grew until he was until I went away to college, which is when he was about yeah. 10, we lived in the Mission and you know, the central, you know, borderline inner city San Francisco. Is this one of those situations where he was into it as a kid and you haven't asked him about it, but you just get him lures every Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I haven't been into this for 6 years." <laughs> no, I get him Thomas the Tank Engine stuff, something I know he's still in. Oh, good, yes. No one grows right. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Timeless. Um, but, I mean, it's Thomas the Tank Engine porno. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Well, right. The, the name of his dick is the tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my brother, but my brother did not go to high school. Mm. What? Where'd your brother go? My brother, when he was... <laughs> to the woods. <laughs> when, when my brother was 13, he took the Chespy, the... California high school proficiency exam. Uh-huh. Didn't Justin uh, Timberlake host those one year? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's really funny. He's you wouldn't so, know, he is really I, funny. I mean, just real. He will put on an outfit, yeah. do a dance. Yeah, yeah, he'll even do a little voice. And it's really <laughs> funny because you know him as one thing, but you're surprised that he's doing a different thing. Doesn't mm-hmm. take himself too seriously. I think right. he should definitely star in movies. Uh. <laughs> I could see him in some sort of romantic comedy vehicle. Yeah, totally. He seems just like an everyday guy, you know? Yeah, like with, you can but see with great him. Abs. Super good abs. So my brother took the high school proficiency exam and then he went to this he went to this like anarchist free school for a while. Okay. Um when he was high school aged with my youngest brother, who's uh-huh. another six or seven years younger than he is. Um but Mostly, he did not go to school during high school years. How did you get the shaft of not of having to go to high school? I don't know if I really got the shaft. It seems <laughs> it's. I mean, as much you as, aren't that good at fishing, though. So that's probably that is... what it was. The, to be frank, my parents had him. My father and stepmother had him take the Chespy uh-huh. specifically because they needed him bringing home fish. You know, <laughs> you got to do something to support the family. Mm-hmm. But he would take. The BART train, the the subway in San Francisco, the regional subway, all the way out to its furthest stop in Concord or Richmond, California, something like that. And then he would go to some weird, like a reservoir or something to do his fishing. It would bring his, I mean, it's like an hour and a half and you have to get on the first BART train in order to do this. So he'd get on the first BART train at 4.20 in the morning or whatever. This This is a teenager. And go out there and fish. With fishing gear. Yeah, he'd bring home fish. And then he'd come back on the train with fish. I was going to say maybe that was just his cover for doing something yeah, else. But if he brought honest. home fish, I think that's, I, that, like, at least that's a really, like, he's being very thorough with his life. But I mean, but, but I mean like, that's just him, like, all right, mom, I'll see you later. He goes off for the day, like, fucks a bunch of girls, gets some drugs. And then, like, at the deli next to your house, he's like, <laughs> I'll take three salmon. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you found more salmon in that reservoir, <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. They just keep coming. I'm just I know how to cast. But my I think it's it's a lot like um it's a lot like wilderness adventures. 
Okay. So you could have a certain wilderness adventurer charm as a fishing person. Now, okay. I will say this. I think Dan said something very perceptive when he was addressing specifically the issue of who's fishing in in MacArthur Park Lake. Yeah. Um, MacArthur Park here is it, it had a reputation in the 1980s and 90s as being nightmarishly dangerous. Um, it is no longer nightmarishly dangerous. It's just dangerous. Yeah, they did that <laughs> regular did that, danger. They did that Giuliani thing where there's there's a million cops there and they and they right. bust you for anything illegal that you do. So it's not notably dangerous, at least during the day anymore. Yeah. But the people that go fishing there, this is what you might describe as a disadvantaged neighborhood. You're looking at elderly Filipinos. They can't take that out of their lives. You're looking at uh, Central American war refugees. <laughs> um, it, it's a very I, narrow... I don't know why that, that just idea makes me laugh. I shouldn't. That's cruel. No, it's horrible. <laughs> but... Someone fleeing a death squad in Guatemala. Oh, I can somewhere I can fish. <laughs> Someone who's trying to get away from the narco traffickers in Colombia. You're just cracking me up. I just need someplace to fish where I can also get some fruta fresca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it is a very specific demographic, and from uh, just glancing at the kids down there in the angling competition, I'm, I think that these are what you might call urban fisher children. Okay. Which is to say they are, they are the children of the elderly Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, it's not, it's not like some – it's not like, like, an, or, like an organic green commune deciding no, like, not we're going gonna to bring the art of fishing to the inner city. No, it's sure. not that at all. It okay. is people who fish be- for cultural reasons, <laughs> and this was and this weird man-made lake in a in an old park yep. is the best that they could do location-wise. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think these kids can parlay this into some sort of early sexual experience? <laughs> oh, back to our original question. There yes. are some shirtless African American teens that uh-huh. sometimes are fishing out there. Yeah, I'll fuck them. And I mean, <laughs> I think I think they probably do okay. Yeah. They seem like. You know, they're listening to rap music while they fish. Okay. That does it. You know, urban <laughs> classic urban fishing, like in Boys, to the, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> right, right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, also uh, real that John Singleton-style fishing. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. I think it's got to be like being into trains, right? It's like a weird dad hobby. Yeah, that a kid miraculously gets. Yeah, uh, but when you say it like that, then you, you've pretty definitively said these kids aren't getting laid. Yeah, I don't think they are, except for the African-American teens. I, I might see them getting laid. I mean, I, I might like to see them but, getting but, laid. Uh, but that's, I, <laughs> In a video. <laughs> I like to watch them yeah, fuck. You know, just like, just, <laughs> yeah, just right. kind of pretty Ricky humping, yeah. up, against a, <laughs> humping up against an Ottoman kind of sure. style. Sure. Is, uh, is that still a thing? Does that still go on? Humping Ottomans? Yeah, Ottoman humping for YouTube purposes. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I I'm in just can't okay. get enough of it. Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> it's terrific. So it hasn't stopped for me. Yeah. Um, but I mean uh, just think of those guys having a good Ottoman hump and then yeah. then then fishing. It'll <laughs> right, stop. Exactly. The, it'll stop the day that the last drip drop comes out of the <laughs> yeah. end of your. Yep. It's such just, and such. Just, mm-hmm. It's a trickle of. Pretty Ricky parties, but, but I think if you're not, my my guess is mm-hmm. Jordan that if you're not in if you're in a look I have some cousins who are from uh, Alexandria Virginia mm-hmm. they I'm sure that cool kids go fishing in Alexandria Virginia all mm-hmm. the time sure no doubt about that uh, you know it's like I don't think the coolest kids do 
I don't know, kids with guns. <laughs> you know, but like they have this oh, for okay. somehow their okay. children are oh, allowed like Alex, to have a Alexandria, gun. Alexandria, Virginia being more like more the southern part of Virginia as opposed to like the, the... You're talking about southern country. Oh, okay. As opposed yeah. to like the, the DC corridor. No, it's 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 far it's a few hours out from okay, DC. Okay. So I think it from there if you're there Yeah, you're right. Then then fishing could actually be like people like teenagers could hang out and watch the fishing TV show. Right. I mean, like, if you have a gun, I'm going to bring a gun to a lake and shoot at fish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think in that case, but in our context, I think we may literally be looking at people who are fishing for food. I hope they don't eat anything that comes out of that lake. <laughs> That's terrible. This That's tastes just... a lot like discarded guns. <laughs> Very tinny. Yeah. Does that, does that, does that, and if you are, if you are a... Well, that's a man-made lake, though. There's no fish that, like, naturally... Right, yeah, so they're not... Someone put a bunch of... Yeah, those fish have been in there for two days. Yeah. No, I think those fish live there. You mean, you think someone introduced... That lake has been there, it's man-made lake, but it's been there for a hundred years. So they introduced a species a hundred years ago, and it's just self It's just, it eats eats, uh, algae and discarded... uh, uh, huggy toys, <laughs> sure. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll buy that. Right, and this and the children that that fish in there, their grandfather who takes care of them, mm-hmm. sent them out there to fish for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a picture, horrifying picture of the uh, the uh, the fountain in Columbus Circle in New York. Two, someone they just found, they just found two boas, boa constrictors in there. Like enormous snakes, wow. just living in the in the fountain. Had they constricted anyone? I, like, has I don't anyone? Think they maybe maybe they got some birds or something. But like, yeah. it was uh, they were there. Are these enormous snakes just sort of like living in the fountain? Wow. But they don't know how long they'd been there, but I mean, I assume they couldn't have been there that long. Yeah, because I mean, a boa. I mean, you, you have to like eat that. a whole pig. Yeah. Like the, the right. I mean, the seems like the food that those things need. Is... I don't know. They don't need to eat a whole pig. If I remember eat correctly. Eat a pig like a year. Eat a pig, <laughs> a, pig a, year. a year. But even so, where yeah. do you find that one pig? Right, exactly. I had a family friend who had a boa constrictor mm-hmm. named Boa Diddley. <laughs> and as I recall, Boa Diddley ate uh, frozen rats. Yeah, there you go. I okay. think there's no oh, shortage there's no, of yeah, rats right. in New York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. In a park in New York, right? That's a, that's a fun town to live in if you're a snake. Sure. Yeah, it's just. I mean, because, I mean, the bars stay open until four, right, too. Right, exactly. You can go out, you can get a yeah. rat any time of day. Yeah, it's, it's nice. great. It's really and they're opening fun. up all these cute little pupuserias, <laughs> and then that's always fun. Those are made with rats. Well, the revueltas are made <laughs> sure, with rats. Sure, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the queso ones. No, no, that'd be great. Revueltas, it's yeah. mix of cheese and rat. <laughs> you, uh, that would be so culturally insensitive about snake culture. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Correct. Right. Anyway, I think, I don't think these, I think these people are like, uh, they have to steal like the kids who are fishing out there may have to steal their clothes. Uh, I mean, they probably just sew them together of discarded clothes parts. They probably have. You're right because they're they probably have resourceful family members. <laughs> so their abuelitas. What's happening to this interview? <laughs> How did it get so racist? So racist. Hey, uh, there's there's all different ethnicities of people whose grandma probably sews together two broken clothes into You're one right. whole clothes. And then sends them out to go fishing. But uh, well, here's in the, the urban lake. Here's the here's here's maybe the the disconnect with that is that there's a big 
banner for this thing up. Right. It's like says Junior oh, Anglers oh, okay, Society. Yeah. So this isn't just kids who are out there. These are like it seems to me that if you're going to go on the day for it, these are like joiner kids. Yes, this, well, this is no. This or is sponsored this is a meeting of the best. This right. Is right. Yeah. Exactly. The, this is sponsored by the Parks Department. I, as a child. Mm-hmm. I lived in a city. I didn't live in Los Angeles, but I did live in San Francisco, and I lived in a neighborhood with less Koreans, but otherwise is a similar ethnic mm-hmm. makeup to this one. Yeah. And I participated in numerous events sponsored by the Parks Department. Right. One of the big draws of these events is that when school is out, you can get a school lunch at the uh, Parks Department. Thing. All right. I'll do it. Okay. I'll, I'll be there. I, I love free food. No, sure. No, you, Dan, you can't. What? You're what? A, you're writing for a network television I, sitcom. I I'm off season right now, and I've become very accustomed to having my lunches catered. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's from what I understand. A big part of being a television writer big, is having that brought in lunch. It's you, a big big part that I don't get my own lunch anymore. You're just you're just signing in, and they say, "How old are you, sir?" And you I, say, "Uh." Thirteen. Thirteen. And they're like, I, okay. Give me my peanut butter and jelly. You're like, where is craft <laughs> services? That's yeah. the next question. Yeah, exactly. Where's crafty for this uh, thing? I, I'll i take it. I'm, I'm down here already. I will get a free tuna sandwich. But during the summer when school is out, and I say this, again, as someone who participated mm-hmm. in many of these activities and who qualified for free school lunches, that you get a certain class of child right. who is there – and I don't mean cultural class. Mm-hmm. I mean a certain group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's not an economic issue, but a certain group of children. Jesse, it's fishing grouper who are, <laughs> who are there to like scan their way into snacks. <laughs> and that now red, I can relate with those kids. That like, red drink yeah. that comes in a gallon milk jug. Uh, I can't say I know that drink. Okay. You know that drink. The red drink in a milk jug? It, it's just like a milk jug filled with Kool-Aid. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. So, someone put Kool-Aid. It also in. comes in purple and orange, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah, and it costs and, 29 cents at the okay. grocery store. That's what And no they, matter how long it's oh, been okay. in the refrigerator, it's always lukewarm. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is always at room temperature, kind of hot and gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that stuff, like that is the main goal of getting that drink. The red drink is, <laughs> is the goal of, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess here, 30% of those kids are there for the red drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30% of those kids are there because their elderly Filipino grandfather brought them, or equivalent. You know, it yep. could be any ethnicity. Yep. But an but a immigrant grandfather who <laughs> lived in a place where you fished for your food. Right. And then came to this country and wanted to teach cultural values to their grandchild. And then the rest of them are there just because there's some chicks who just dig fishermen. Right, right. Exactly. Right. And who will just exactly. bone just... down with anybody <laughs> who's got to. there to get their dicks wet. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> and their lures. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. This episode of Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by number one, of course, ask.metafilter.com. Of course. Oh, who doesn't love ask.metafilter.com? Jerks. <laughs> you know what? That would be a good question and answer for Ask mm-hmm. Metafilter. Go to askmetafilter.com. That'd be a short thread, though. It would be a short thread. Well, someone would click best answer mm-hmm. right away as soon as you typed in <laughs> jerk. Also sponsor on this week's episode, Bing, making search social. Use Bing to include results from both the web at large and also social media sites like Facebook and Twitter. You can pull content from your friends and 
from the experts. More online at bing.com. Bing is for doing. And our friends at IFC, not the Independent Film Channel. IFC. Right. Always on, slightly off. And the hit show, Comedy Bang Bang, with our friend Scott Ackerman, a.k.a. Hot Saucerman. Uh, it is uh, it's, uh, tough to describe. It's sort of like a... A talk show of talk show had almost no actual talk show elements in it. <laughs> yeah, the format is a talk show, but it spins off in all kinds of crazy sketches and videos and parodies. And uh, it is a really, really hilarious show. It is as funny as it is tough to describe. Fridays at 10, 9 central on IFC. If you want to get on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Dan Greger. Uh, my nickname is Bowl Cut. Oh. Good to have Bullcut here. Hey, Good to have Bullcut. What's up, I, BC? And I just want, like, yeah. just, just so the audience knows, I mean, obviously they heard the first segment with you. They know you're a delight. Yep. I think we are especially delighted just because I think you have been kind of the the guest who we've booked the most but who has <laughs> eluded our grasp the most often. You're our white whale. I, yeah. uh, I, I'm hard to, hard to track hard down. Hard to pin down. Uh, I'm referring to your ethnicity and yep. weight. <laughs> 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 I don't yeah. know anything else about white oh, whales. Is that, is that a reference to something else? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> you also have a blowhole, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's my butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my butt. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it, it's, it, uh, it feels like it's a long time coming, and uh, we're excited. I'd say we're approaching six months of trying to get yeah. together to do this. And uh, and it's been for a lot of weird reasons. Well, I, can't, I, went to, I went to Jesse's house to record this, and... And I had a wonderful conversation with Allison Becker mm-hmm. that no one recorded uh, <laughs> because the equipment wouldn't start working. Yeah. Uh, and I, had a, I actually had a very nice evening. Like, I like your house a lot, Jesse. It's a really nice place. Thank you weren't you. even there. Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't come home and I could just squat there. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it was good. I hadn't seen Allison in a little while. How, how long th- were you there? A couple days? I, I don't want to give you the exact number because that would... Right. Reveal that would my strengthen tricks. my legal case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I here's here's a, here's a topic that I, I wanted to bring up. I want to maybe get your guys' uh, advice on because you're both real real successful guys, and I kind of have a That's success. Cur- That's a good point. And yeah. I have a success yeah. kind of career mm-hmm. question. Um, I'm I'm you know Dan. Uh, Just as, take your dick out. As you, yeah, <laughs> guys, do you like my dick? <laughs> as two successful guys uh, I have who have couple- made <laughs> names for themselves in the entertainment industry, I have a couple notes. Please, <laughs> I mean, I'd love. Thank you. Okay, uh, and and that's a good part. Of, that's something that I pride myself on. Is I take good notes. I'm I, not going to fight you on any of this. I don't want to say that it's veiny, mm-hmm. but it's veiny. Okay. Right. Yeah. He didn't want to say it. He had to. I had yeah, to. yeah. It's, no, no. It's something that casting agents will notice. Okay. Okay. So more vein? Less veins. Less vein, yes. Is there like a, is there, I mean, I know women, like when they have varicose veins in their Same legs, get a You're going to okay. need a laser treatment. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so, I mean, lasers. thoughts on grooming? You know what I was thinking, just in, just, uh, just to get back please, to laser please. treatment, sure, I don't, sure. before we get to Dick grooming. lasers. Um, I would say if you can put in some kind of cool logo or insignia while they've got the laser on your dick, like just brand it in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like some sort of, you know. Or oh, maybe like a hashtag. Oh, that's a great idea. You know, self-promote yourself for. Sure, for yeah. Hashtag yeah. J-Dick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now, I do. I have been feeling a little bit self-conscious that in the pubic hair, there's so much gum. Right. <laughs> so I would use the laser on that, too. Okay. I would laser out all the hair. I mean, you know, also, like, what works for that is a scissor. Okay. You know. Great, great. No, no, this is good. I need to hear expensive. this. I need to hear this. You should put your money towards But the... he's already going to the laser. That's true, but every minute of laser... Just say... <laughs> just ask the dick laser guy, look, if I give you 20 bucks, will you right. laser off my gum-covered pubic hair. Right. Well, the thing is, the laser, though, might just melt the gum and make it worse. Oh, it's yeah. Just a hot, it's just a hot light. Boy. Sounds like a real Sophie's choice. You're going to have, <laughs> anytime you get a laser down there, you're going to have some scalding. Yeah. I, yeah you don't want you don't want to be down there. Certainly okay. if there's, there's foreign long. materials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, chewing gums. Yeah. <sighs> Guys, well, thanks for these dick notes. Anyway, you know, like, welcome to the biz. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any other questions? I think I'm ready for my big development meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can see something's developing. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Excitement about the meeting. Yeah. You seem to be blowing a bubble in your pants. Yeah. Uh, Guys, I have this new kind of freelance lifestyle, and I'm kind of of coming up on the end of uh, of some pieces of freelance work that I had and and just kind of thinking about the future and kind of networking and stuff. I thought it might be a good idea to get business cards. Mm -hmm. Uh I've never had a business card before. I feel like I've I've been in a few situations where I've met some kind of interesting people and, you know, what do you do came up and they've said, give me your card. And I've had to say, I don't have a card. And then I jokingly show them my medical marijuana card. <laughs> it always gets a laugh, but I don't know if it really conveys an element of uh, a professionalism. A professionalism. <laughs> Right. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, that's probably the epitome of not. Okay. And I mean, okay. a lot of people are looking for writers with glaucoma, <laughs> right? <laughs> trouble, Nausea. Trouble with their sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I I uh, used to always have a business card, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and it was helpful. I can't say it was like the most important thing in the world, but it was helpful. It was for the small expense of getting them printed up. Right. Totally worth it. Can I say something about business cards? You may. When it comes to business cards, this is my rule. Do not fuck around. Mm-hmm. You want you either want to have no business card or you want to have a business card that's going to blow people away. I will I will completely agree with you. I I will say I had a very good business card. Mm-hmm. It was um at the time I I probably and now I'm sure many people have done this but at the time it was it was I think a little more novel. Uh but the business card was one of those like name tags where it was like hello my name is and it was all like it was written out to look like an actual like you know name tag. Okay. And uh and that people always got a kick out of. Okay. Out was of that it. your own uh d- design yes. or okay. Yes. That was your you conceived that. Yes. Oh, adorable. I recommend that you not do that under any circumstances. <laughs> I strongly discourage you from You know what you should do? And I I'm going to give out a I'm going to give out a free plug here. Sure. On our program to a guy who's who's helped us <laughs> Dr. <out a> Laserdick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Doc LD has yep. helped me out in so many mm-hmm. different ways. Yeah. Um I never would have gotten that Pepsi sponsorship if I didn't have what is now the old Pepsi logo mm. on my deck. No, okay. <laughs> you... uh, timeless, though. It is timeless. It is timeless in a lot of ways. It reminds us of those days when we used to go out to a a vending machine in a desert gas station and... Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> right there. <laughs> so this is... Uh, there's, a, there's a longtime Max Fun listener mm-hmm. uh, who works at a letterpress shop in San Francisco called One Heart Press. Mm-hmm. Um, and his name is Chad. Okay. And I think you should call One Heart Press. Sure. Ask for Chad. Mm-hmm. Tell him your situation. Sure. 
and he will describe hook, my dick, and he will hook describe you my up. veiny gum covered dick, and it'll probably just be a card that just says hashtag J Dick. Yeah, yep. yeah. So mm-hmm. that people know where to look for you. But no, in all sincerity, I think that if I was going to recommend one thing, and I have always. Even in the olden days of The Sound of Young America, people mm-hmm. were impressed by my business cards. Sure. I think the key element of this will be as aesthetically simple as possible. If you get something that is letterpress printed and super simple, it just says Jordan Morris, this phone number, this email address, you're in fucking business. <laughs> business card business. And you get it printed on some nice stuff. You know, Nice hearty card stock. I'm telling you, chat, chat will hook you up. Okay. I... But then when you hand it to people, any miscellaneous shit feels like try hard. When you just have a simple card that is also beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that it's letterpress yeah. printed on really beautiful stock says... You're a fucking class act who doesn't need to fuck around with 12 titles right. and websites and all this different shit on his business card. That's a good idea. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah I'm kind of uh but I mean this your guy sounds great, but there's this great website that'll make them for free and you can get a planetscape right. as the background <laughs> or like some a, a herons, kitty cat. A, a kitty cat. So really that's probably I mean and it's free, so that's better what and also free. shows that you mean business is Little kittens mm-hmm. uh, that are adorable. Yeah. You know what? I mean, another way that you could go, mm-hmm. I mean, just as long as we're spitballing different mm-hmm. ideas, sure. is I don't know uh, if you prefer Garfield or Odie, but whichever <laughs> uh, one. Let me stop you right there. Normal. Yeah! Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I think an... I think a normal card. Uh-huh. If you to if you go to Garfield.biz, yeah, <laughs> uh, which is where you get all your best Garfield oh, yeah, business yeah, yeah. products. Of course, of course. Or I'm going to throw this out there. Garfield.gov? If you... (laughs) (laughs) Senator Garfield. (laughs) If you have a favorite character from U.S. Acres. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, we all love Orson. Yep. Sure. So go to (laughs) Garfield.biz slash U.S. Acres. On an unrelated, related note, I just, for whatever reason, watched Heathcliff. I recently watched Heathcliff as well. I was. I Wait, was is like, it is it on Netflix? Is that the it is why on both of you? Instant, okay, it is on. Netflix. I mean, I was, I was, yeah, I, I was watching it. I like weirdly had a memory that my very first, um, like, uh, sexual pre-sexual sexual arousal, like when you start getting like the warm feelings sure. in your pants, but you don't know what they what to do with them. I realized I remembered was from Sonia. The the sort of round white cat that, that didn't really have a female form, but like I liked her, and and so like I was so like, you were hard and so, your internet yeah. was down. Yep. Yeah, and I so I went to go watch it, and uh, and man, it's terrible. It shocked me. I was blown away. It blew me when when I loaded that thing up on Netflix because I had always I always in my head. Garfield, uh, uh, in my head, Heathcliff was like an like a cool, edgy because he lived in a Garfield a was a junkyard cat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of wore that Applejack hat, not like that pampered, guy. privileged Garfield right, exactly. with his lasagna. Garfield and... was like the lazy man's Heathcliff in my head. Okay, and yeah, yeah. so 
when, Garfield was the proletariat. Yep, exactly. <laughs> when I loaded that shit up, and look, I had no illusions about the production quality of children's cartoons of my childhood. I wasn't expecting it to be, be- like brilliant, but I had seen. I have seen, like like many people, I've seen things on the internet of. Transformers or G.I. Joe or something else that I saw as a kid, and you always think, this does look pretty shitty. Yep. But Heathcliff is on a whole other fucking scale. It was, uh, what I'll say was most striking was the, like, it seems so nerdy to say, but the sound production was just that, I mean, so egregiously hitting sound effects buttons in bearing no relation to the action. (laughs) Just like Garfield walking and then like, because there wasn't a laugh or a joke that they wrote into the script, they'd be like, (laughs) like, it just made no sense. They'd do one pass and then they'd have the editor juice it. No, I'm not, I'm not, I I wasn't a Heathcliff watcher as a kid. I guess I, I'm I'm aware that he's kind of rough and tumble. He's he's you know he lives in a well, junkyard. I mean, but what what kinds of things is Heathcliff? This is doing? good news for you, Jordan, uh-huh. that you because you know no one should terrorize your neighborhood. <laughs> right. That's the, and then what I realized was like I I was like Heathcliff Heathcliff no one should terrorize the neighborhood. And I was like I know that theme song way too well. And then, like, <laughs> and then when I watched it again I realized it's cuz half the, the the theme the theme song is Four minutes long. They go over oh, every possible scenario. Is like stealing fish and having fun, and like they just all... someone gave a cat a gun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's a really long, it's a really long intro song where they six been... minutes till he makes a pun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really, it was really terrible. <laughs> like it was... looks like it was drawn. Once <laughs> on a napkin, they, yeah, just like they hired Stan Lee or something yep. to just, and they didn't know he's not an artist. They just had him draw something on a napkin and then just moved it around using magnets <laughs> it, past a camera. It's South Park esque, almost. It's significantly yeah. worse than South Park. Yeah, well, South I would Park say. is South Park is is it's a choice that they're doing it intentionally that way, but like. This is just lazy. Uh, also, uh, the, the other thing that struck me was I totally didn't know this, but I guess I wouldn't have really registered it back then. But like, I was listening to it, and I was like, Garfield's voice is, or uh, Heathcliff's voice is very familiar, and and then I realized that it's Mel Blank. Oh, funny. For, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the, so it sounds kind of like Yosemite Sam yeah, or something. Like every character in like Warner Brothers history. But like clearly, this is Mel Blanc at the end of his career. <laughs> just like, just give me the money. <laughs> like, what? I don't give a shit what this is. I'm just... a cat. I love fish. <laughs> yeah, I, I need me... opium. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me, give me. He <laughs> uh, needs more opium pods. Um, he you drinks know, opium too. On this, on this, uh, um, uh, on this topic, there was kind of an interesting uh, commentary in Wired uh, this month, uh, kind of on this same subject. I, I guess. Um, there's a lot of remakes of 80s kids' cartoons out there. I guess there's a new Transformers, there's a new My Little Pony, and they're all really, really slick mm-hmm. and really, really, um, you know, the writer was saying, oh, I'm going back and I'm watching all these reboots of my childhood cartoons, and they're so slick, and they're, like, really funny and well done, and, like, obviously done by smart writers who want to, you know, mm-hmm. want to entice the parents. It's kind of the, you know, from the SpongeBob Adventure Time yeah. school of children's TV. And his thing was, like, like was was the reason that those child 
cartoon sparked my imagination is because I had to fill in so many of the blanks. That's Was really it because they are so they are such they're so nothing. boring. Right. Yeah. It's like you are suggested this cool world and then you kind of have to go off and think of the actual scenario that these people were too lazy to yeah. put into the show. I thought that was an interesting That's thing really and it really seems to be like I thought it really like you can make that argument for video games too. It's oh, like totally. like you know Mario's 2D world. There's so much that's not said. Right, yeah, exactly. What does everyone sound like? Right. What is there something beyond this one plane of walking? Well, we know what they sound like. <laughs> right. From the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they oh, sound yes, like Captain Lou yeah, Albano. Exactly. <laughs> famous wrestler. <laughs> it's a me, a Wario. <laughs> that's my, my favorite thing in the world. But yeah, I thought that was a kind of an interesting an interesting uh argument. Uh yeah, I, I bet it I bet there's some truth to that. Just like the it's just no, I think I just I don't buy that. Yeah, <laughs> I think that children are idiots. <laughs> sure, they're we'll fascinated watch whatever. by whatever is moving in front of them sure. because that's the developmental stage they're at. Uh-huh. If it's moving enough, then they're fascinated by it, and it's actually rotting. It's actively <laughs> rotting our brains. <laughs> like I'm not big on rotting brains, but I think that this stuff may have actually rotted, destroyed some, destroyed some pieces portion of, of our brain. This and the show Out of This World took out, <laughs> I think, 15% of our brains. Sure. So you're saying that these are the reasons we haven't finished the great American novel. Yeah. I mean, look, if we were, if we had only watched The, Vo- the Voyage of the Mimi starring <laughs> Ben Affleck, <laughs> sure. and we learned about important things like how a deaf lady can gather water by using a tarpaulin, <laughs> then our brains would not be rotted right now. Okay. If it had only been square one, mm-hmm. we'd only been watching PBS. Yep. We those things are. I don't think they're good for your brain, but I don't think they actively hurt you. What's surprising is like Sesame Street is better. Is actually still watchable as an adult. Where you're like, this is. I like these characters. Like, and I'm totally interested. Like, it's it, that that holds up in a way that like a lot of other children's stuff seems to be trash. Yeah. Um. Uh. Could we circle back to business card for a second? Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. 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 Uh, oh wait! Can I pitch a business card? Please, yeah, no, no, and that's okay. kind of that would be my next. This is an idea that is I love. Uh, I want you to get a business card, mm-hmm. completely blank, but with a tiny printer. I want you to put your information on the width of the card so that when someone's like, I don't see anything, you're like, look harder. Oh. And then they like, when they, if they go real close up to their eyes with the business card on the, the side of it, then it just they says can see. Ron Paul for president. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it's like a little bit like a grain of rice that you get yes, at the fair exactly. with your name on it. Oh, I kind of like and maybe That's a, oh, just keep a pocket full of rice. Oh, yeah. And so, and then I hand them the rice, right. and I'm they're like, going to be particularly good for you since you're in the pigeon business <laughs> right exactly <laughs> call me <laughs> um, um make them work for it but then i also so i had give them this grain of rice but i also have a backpack filled with complimentary magnifying glasses <laughs> uh-huh. and i hand them the rice and they're like what's this and i'm like here there you go keep the magnifying glass <laughs> and call me uh so no i i'm um you know i kind of don't know i mean obviously you know i'll have my name and email address and phone number yeah. and i'm kind of like thinking about what to put as like my Title or head? Do you need to? Put I say anything? don't put a title. It's classier. Oh, okay. Yeah, because ultimately, like you're not giving, you're not cold mailing it to people. Like you just right. Just... They, yeah, you've had a conversation. Yeah. They know who you are. 
I, what about this? Just think about this. I mean, I know, you know, Jesse, you're of the opinion simpler is better, but I just, like, have... If you have I'm, something, I'm going to say it. If you have something funny or cool, you should do that. What about, I'm not one of those guys who thinks cunnilingus is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Different purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, that's I would... That's more of a calling card. I'd that's love for, that's to... That's for girls. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to get a job out of this, obviously, but if I could parlay it... Into cunnilingus. Yeah, into getting some <laughs> getting some sweet gash on my face. <laughs> um, uh, but you think that that will let people know that I'm open-minded? I, I'm, I, I'm considerate, giving... Um, I think, no, okay. you shouldn't do that. No, you're right. For work. You're uh, right. At, <laughs> uh, but, uh, and, and, but for women, no, you shouldn't do that. Okay. Um, that, that's, uh. Because I know it's, it's hard to believe there are some guys that in this day and age who still think cunnilingus is a little gross. Uh, yeah, sure, no. I mean, that, and I think the, that's per- positively barbaric, and I just I'm, want people to know. You deserve to be not classified with them. Can sure. Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Please. I can't see your outline that you, pr- I presume, wrote for this episode of the program. Yeah. Is it possible, and I'd like you to ask, answer me truthfully. Sure. That you aren't considering business cards at all. You just did some brainstorming last night <laughs> as to how you could how bring I could up get in the across most public most way or, possible, organic that way that that you're down to. I'm positive that about you're down to munch. Well, well I'll I'll tell you I'll, the, 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 the genesis. <laughs> the ge- I'll I'll I will in, in all a hundred percent honesty. Right. The genesis of I was thinking about business cards. I'm like thinking about what would be kind of a fun way. To bring this up on the show, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I could, I could ask about if I should have a quote or a headline or something like that. In all honesty, my first idea was uh, Jordan Morris thinks Alien versus Predator Two was better than Alien versus Predator One <laughs> because I kind of wanted to talk about how I thought Alien versus Predator Two was better than One. And so you determined the cunnilingus, the cunnilingus thing was actually kind of a last minute switch. Oh, okay. As so, in, so, are you guys glad? Do you guys want to <laughs> talk about the Alien versus Predator movies? Um, no, I didn't. See, I haven't seen. I want to. I do want to see Prometheus, and um, okay. and otherwise, I'll you know. I'll we, say this about Prometheus: what I was yeah. glad does not undo any of the work done by the Alien vs. Predator movies. Well, good. It's firmly in the same universe. That's delightful. Yeah. Um, but I our, mean, Sir Ridley Scott rode Alien all the way to a knighthood. Mm-hmm. So I would say get those made up, okay. but save them for when you meet the queen or the queen mum. <laughs> oh, okay. Because yeah. obviously they have right. They have opinions about they're on. They're into it. The alien, or else universe. he wouldn't have gotten that knighthood. Sure. Uh, I heard uh, this is a business card industry story that mm. I, that uh, <laughs> that uh, Brian. Because you go to the convention every year. Uh, this is a, exactly the business card industry story it's in Riverside. Uh, um, <laughs> well, that. Uh, uh, Brian Grazer, the famed producer, sure, um, celebrity spy chairman. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, he when he goes to parties mm-hmm. or events, he will leave a picture of himself on the toilet. Just, <laughs> just as a as a wait, like, him sitting on the toilet. No, no, no. He's got he keeps pictures of himself, uh-huh. and then when he leaves, he'll put the the top down and then just a picture of himself, like smiling. On top of the toilet, at some at someone's house or at someone's place of work, as his sort of calling card that oh, says, "I've been here. I've been here," and uh, I find that uh, delightful. Oh, uh, yeah, super weird, and uh, and I and I like sure. It. And I think he's a guy who's been 
uh, a Hollywood big shot longer than he's not been one. Yeah. So I think I really like it when these kind of older Hollywood guys adopt this crazy behavior. Yep. I think that's pretty funny. Anyway. He, you know, I think he actually probably got that from Swifty Lazar, the legendary agent, who used to put big square eyeglasses on all of his shits. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, that's a good bit. I would want to work with that man. Yeah. So it's sort of like a it's sort of like a new spin on an old classic. Sure. It's like you're cleaning up after the party. You go in the bathroom. Somebody didn't flush. Oh, oh it was Swifty, Swifty Lazar. Swifty. I should call him about this upcoming project. Yeah, that's gonna ha- actually gonna have where... to return those glasses. I don't know if you've seen Shelley Berman on Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's actually where he got those glasses. He boiled them. <laughs> oh, he got them off of a shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. A Swifty. Mm-hmm. They call Swifty. them Swifties in Hollywood. Okay. So, okay. You, be sure to call them Swifties when you're taking meetings. Oh, well, it's like, excuse me, I'm going to go make a Swifty <laughs> yeah. and then leave a picture of Brian Grazer yep. on the toilet. <laughs> You've learned a lot. Does it work with Michael Bay? Can I leave a picture of Michael Bay? I think you can. Yeah, okay. Sure. He's great. Absolutely. If it's the magic hour. <laughs> right. Well, it's always the magic hour when you're making a Swifty. <laughs> okay, so so to 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 recap, Dan, you think business card on this the edge <laughs> information on the edge of a blank card or a grain of rice. Or a grain of rice. Jesse, you think uh simple, elegant with name and contact info only. Yeah, I don't think you need a title. Okay. I mean, there are titles you could use. Sure. Coxman. Sure. <laughs> that would probably be the cunnilingus one. Mincing fop. Just <laughs> <laughs> let people know that I'm prepared that's, to mince that's about. That's the alien versus predator one. You should, right, yes. You should, just, you should just make one with a picture of doll sim in your Xbox Live <laughs> handle. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Blanca, but that's... Okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, should I include Sorry, my... Sorry, Jordan. That's, I that's okay. To, no, that's okay. I, didn't mean to, I was just trying to support I mean, you. I know, you know, you're you're one of my oldest friends. I don't expect you to know who my Street Fighter character is. <laughs> right. That's unreasonable, uh, right? I'm being sarcastic. That is something you should know. Oh, okay. No, that's okay. Are don't you... worry, Jordan. As I've read in many an online review, I hate video games, so... Oh, that's true. You do. Yeah. You are uh, anti-video game. I know that. Do do you or... No, oh. not at all. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> um... Uh, what's your Street Fighter character? I don't. Ha- I but Dalsim would be mine. Okay, but okay. I have not played Street Fighter since it was a contemporary video mm-hmm. game. I was always Chun Li. Chun Li. Yeah, that's oh, nice. Did you have like some similar thing. feelings about oh. Chun Li that you did about that cat from Heathcliff? I was already mature enough that I would jerk off to her. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. So you, this was this, this was wasn't. Conf- there was no confusion. No, no. You're like yeah. There was any excuse to get. Uh, a pair of boobs in front of me. Okay, fair enough. Pixelated no. or otherwise. No, I would jerk off to the fatalities. <laughs> Ooh, in, uh... wow. That's before you found the Faces of Death VHSs <laughs> in the back of your local video yes, store. Right. Yes. Before that, mm, I used to... Political dissidents. I, I used to jack off to the full motion video in Sherlock Holmes Consultant Detective. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I don't well, know what's that. It was just a game that you could rent at Blockbuster with your the Philips CDI that you were renting at Blockbuster. Oh, I don't even know what that <laughs> yeah, is. It was like one of the first like PC CD-ROM games. Oh, you could really they had that at Blockbuster you could rent PC You games? could rent No, you could rent this machine called the Philips CDI. <laughs> you it's rent the, the CD interactive. The, yeah. Oh boy. I mean, you could buy one, but they cost like a thousand dollars or sure. something. Ooh. It was it was so you could it was so you could read encyclopedias on your TV. <laughs> Exciting, <laughs> and also play Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective and a lost Zelda game. 
Uh-huh. Two Lost Zelda games. Two Lost Zelda really? games. Two Lost Zelda Not games developed well. by the Zelda team, from what I understand. No, no. no this was about Zelda Weisberger, an old Jewish lady. <laughs> <laughs> the legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. What? Have some more. The, le- the legend in question is a, posi- is a, uh, is a really good game of canasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan, I think it's a great idea for you to get. Yeah, no, I think I, I, think I, think I will. I think you should have something beautiful. Sure. Should get something beautiful made so that people will know that you're not just some dipshit that fucks around. <laughs> but the thing is, his job is going to be a dipshit that fucks around. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get into the dipshit industry. That's the thing. I mean, like, let's let's be honest. You're applying for jobs. They'll be like, I like that dipshit. I want to see him fuck around. <laughs> No, I mean, that is really, really true. No, it is so funny because, yeah, because the jo- I would like a job in the comedy industry, so I guess there is a little bit of an instinct to make it somehow clever or humorous, but yeah, I mean, but, but there's all the things- as soon as you do that, you open yourself up to, to someone failure. not liking the joke. Right, exactly. And if it's on a business card, it's probably not funny. That's true. I mean, look, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can go wrong here. Sure. Look, Dan Greger is an actual successful <laughs> professional. He had that business card that wasn't funny. <laughs> it was very clever at the time. <laughs> it was a different time, Jesse. It was really resonant with the like Pac-Man stuff that was in the yep, zeitgeist yep. then. Yeah, exactly. It was really hit. Yeah, really. I mean, America was in the grips of Pac-Man fever. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to go letterpress, my friend. Letterpress it. Okay. Well, I saw a Huffington Post article uh, with a slideshow about cool business cards. And I'll tell you what, there were a lot of cool business cards that you should check out on the Huffington Post. Man, there's nothing that I love more than a good web slideshow <laughs> on the really, HuffPo. It really, it really amps up my favorite thing to do on the internet, which is... Use page views. <laughs> like, view pages. Um, as Dan, many think, pages as I can. Wait, Dan, which side slideshow should I watch first? That or uh, Katy Perry bikini pics? Um, Katy, I would I would go with the Katy Perry bikini pics uh, with Russell Brand relationship over time. Okay. You, you know what I would there. recommend? Yeah. I think we should get Ariana on the phone and see what her suggestion is. <laughs> okay, She's wait. She's doing a lot for journalism right now, and I think she could <laughs> yep. uncover what the best strategy for us would be. That's true. Is how? What does Ariana Huffington have to do with the Huffington Post these days? She's Anything? the one who in the she's the part she's the part owner. Okay, and, and I mean, she's the face of it still. Yeah, and she uh, and she is the person who invented the idea of having famous friends that blog for your website for no reason, <laughs> and uh, and thus aggregate uh, viewers, which you can then funnel into your slideshows of things that someone else reported for another website. Yeah, it's pr- it's a pretty genius model. They basically have reporters that they pay nothing. Yeah, uh, and they have, and then they have celebrities that they pay nothing, and then they just take other people's content. And it, they, I don't know where any costs come from, other than like their server. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so funny. I, I feel like we have like we have funny. They did recently hire an investigative journalist. They won a Pulitzer in order to save journalism. <laughs> did they win a Pulitzer? I don't know. I, I think they actually won a Pulitzer. Katy Perry bikini slideshow won a that Pulitzer. That won a Pulitzer, yeah. It was they won a Pulitzer pretty hard-hitting. Biggest they won jugs. a Pulitzer in worst, worst internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they give out. Most ruined internet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's so funny, yeah, guys. The, the we the have... Pulitzers and Razzies merged this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> they finally broke Gawker's streak. <laughs> yeah. For ruining the internet. So Adam Sandler won a bit of... So when they merged with the Razzies, Adam Sandler won a Pulitzer yep. for... Uh-huh. Um, oh, shit. What's the brother-sister movie? Um, oh, 
Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? For other, yeah. Adam yeah. Sandler edition. Yeah. Yeah. Jack and Jill. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it's so funny. I feel like when we have comedy friends who, you know, write something funny on a blog, I think Aaron Gibson did. I think Eliza Skinner maybe had something yeah. real recently that got re-put on Huffington Post. Like, you're excited for them because, yeah. like, oh, what great exposure for a c- comedian who is still looking for work. Yeah. But then, you know, there's it's the whole thing. It's like, yay, I'm on the Huffington Post. Oh, you're contributing to their business model. Yeah. it's uh, It's the same thing as Facebook now. All of a sudden, I realize, like, it's really uncomfortable that like I I've I'm now weirdly socially taking part in this enormous corporation's existence. Like they have no business other than me fucking around on their website. <laughs> right. I'll tell you a, I'll tell you some dark shit that Facebook has recently pulled. Uh, I mean Facebook's full of this kind of stuff, but you know, we have Facebook pages sure. for all of our shows. Yeah. For Maximum Fun for Max Fun Con. Some of them have thousands of fans. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan has a Facebook page. Sure. I have a Facebook page that people click on like and it has content that we funnel through it and so on and so forth. They've now taken you know, Facebook has always had or for many years has had a a proprietary algorithm that mm. decides how many, what proportion, uh, what what of the things that you follow is going to show up on your homepage or whatever mm-hmm. it's called in your timeline. So you you don't when you like someone or whatever it doesn't what they post on Facebook does not necessarily actually show up on your Facebook. Right. That has always been the case. Recently, Facebook has taken to for pages uh, rather than personal profiles. Yeah. They have taken to. When you write a post, you know, if I say there's a new Jordan Jesse Go in the Jordan Jesse Go page, it will show you what percentage of the fans who have asked to see your posts saw it and then will pitch you if you give us hundreds of dollars, we will show it to the rest of them. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. Isn't that dark? That's so fun. What's the point? So, like of 20, now? 20, 30 percent of our fans will see a given post. So, it's officially. Unless we pay for the rest well, of our fans. Well, what about like advertising post. mafia now? What about when I push something from Twitter that I wrote about Nicolas Cage that's funny? Do you think everybody's not people seeing that? People are not seeing it. <sighs> I just want to read it to them now, I feel like, because they didn't <laughs> should, see it. You should probably just read it to them uh, now so, my they, phone? so they don't miss it. You don't even have your phone here? No, I'll read it. I'll, I'll get it on the break. Okay. Well. It was really funny, and I'm now mad that maybe everyone didn't see it because of Zuckerberg. That's really upsetting. I argue that you should get a letterpress printed, very simple business card on beautiful stock. What's everybody's What's everybody's clout score? (laughs) (laughs) Dan, what's your argument? Uh, My argument is... Die cut in the shape of a dick. Yep, yep, exactly. And the spurt is Jordan's name and phone number. That when it spurts out, that's a great idea. Use that. Yeah, it has a little little gel packet underneath. (laughs) And when I hand them the business card, I push the gel packet and it sprays them in the face. Yep. I think you know. I think you're onto something. Yeah, that's not bad. Half no, bad. no, this is the yeah. I, mean, I was all I was all over you using our friends at One Heart Press. Sure, but, uh, you know they can Do make this thing can, for you. They can make your. This is an artisanal operation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Sponsors on this week's program. Well, first of all, your donations. The thousands of donors out there in donor land who give at MaximumFun.org slash donate to support these programs. Thanks, gang. We also have a couple of cool advertisers on this week's program. First of all, our friends at Comedy Bang Bang. 
on IFC Friday nights at 10, 9 central. Reggie Watts, Scott Ackerman, and a cast of thousands. Many. A cast <laughs> of many. Uh, this week's guest, Amy Poehler. Uh, but, I mean, we're talking about Amy Poehler, Zach Galifianakis, Seth Rogen, John Hamm, Jimmy Pardo. A murderer's row of hilarious people. Of A-listers like Jimmy Pardo. Friday nights at 10, 9 central on <laughs> IFC. And uh, this podcast is supported by Microsoft's Bing, a new way to search. Use Bing to search the web and your own social media networks with the new social search sidebar, allowing you to ask your friends as well as experts. Try it online at Bing.com. Bing is for doing. Bing is for doing. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Yes and Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Bowl cut. What's that bowl cut business about? <laughs> you don't have Dan, for the listener at home. Dan does not have a bowl cut. I, I had a bowl cut when I was twelve. How did that work out for you? Uh, great. I mean, I loved it. And yeah, and I thought it was really cool. It was one of those bowl cuts that also like go under. Oh, you know, flap flap over almost with sure. bold and underneath you also get. That's stuff. right around when I got rid of my tail. <laughs> yeah. I had a tail until I yeah. was about eleven. Hmm. <laughs> yep, yeah, a little bit exactly. too long. It's post Ralph Macchio. <laughs> yeah, it's post Macchio tail. Yeah. How God? How did it relate to uh, the kind of punk uh, Lost Boys from Hook? Because I feel like I oh, remember yeah. post Hook, post Rufio. Rufio there were a lot of kids who had. You know, some kind of weird hair affectations that seemed like they were coming from that movie. I was yeah. just into my tail. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, w- I, I went, I had a spiky phase, probably actually a spiky phase from the, like, within the hook era, right before my mushroom cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that we, I like that it's identified as the hook era. <laughs> sure. The hook era. I mean, okay. it, Jesse, it defined a generation. Sure. Defined a generation of hair. Hey, why don't we take some, why don't we take. <laughs> and skateboarding <laughs> yeah. and uh, eating multicolored glock. Yep, there you go. And classic tail reimagining. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, why don't we take a listen to some telephone calls, shall we? That's a great idea. Let's go to the tape. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, go. Um, I'm calling to report a momentous occasion. Uh, that just happened as uh, me and my boyfriend are laying in bed. We have decided the names of our penises as uh, his is Jeffrey, mine is Wilmington, therefore establishing the shittiest British comedy of all time in our pants. <sighs> he then proceeded to make a gay joke aimed at me. I believe this establishes us as the best homosexual couple in the world. And I feel like that's pretty momentous. Good, got pretty yeah, braggy there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay, oh, now. Greatest I, in the I, world. I mean, come on. Guys. You know Ian McKellen's with somebody, right? Yeah, seriously. That guy wins. And He's I, winning the gay cup. And I'm, here's. <laughs> the gay cup cup. In my opinion, the best kind of couple, period. Yeah. Heterosexual, homosexual, what have you. Mm-hmm. All the others. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the best kind of couple, is two middle-aged punk rock gay guys. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Do you see where I'm coming from on this? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely see where you're... 
As someone who as someone who met Bob Mould not that long ago. Right. Uh, yes. I feel like Bob Mould and whoever he is with. Right. I think he has a life partner of some kind. Automatically win best couple right. ever. I mean, it would help if they were dressed real punk rock, like kind of as kind of an kind of a a cross section of like where leather daddy meets punk rock. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like if there's some misfits right. patches involved, oh, that's ideally. Good. And I don't know what these two gentlemen dress like when they go out or what their ages are. I'm guessing they're younger guys. Oh, you mean our Wilmington these, and yeah, Jeffrey? Will Jeffrey and Wilmington. <laughs> we're talking about the dicks and the, the the dick puppets. What do you call that when? Uh, metonymy. What do you call that with the larger thing stands synecdoche. in for? Synecdoche. Yeah. What's a metonymy? Uh, I don't remember what, but synecdoche is when you refer to something by something with which it is associated or a smaller part of it. Okay, so uh, Jeffrey and Wilmington. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, they may not, I don't, I would guess they are not middle-aged no, and punk sound, rock. they sound young. Yeah, but they're young and... Dick puppetry is not a sport for the elderly. Right, right, right. So what he's saying about this is momentous. Because I was on board when it was just if they had thought of fun names That's for their nice. dicks. Sure. That's, nice. That's, That's great. Fun. That is fun. Yeah, oh, that of is course. fun. Especially when that you get seems... to name someone else's. Yeah. That seems like one of the nice benefits of being in a gay relationship. Sure. Is that you, you get to, you know, you, get to, you just know each other's business a little bit better. Right. Right. And, you know, like, I, I guess I've named my penis with my girlfriend but but i just think that a gay guy would enjoy it more yeah i mean right certainly i've named my wife's penis (laughs) (laughs) old straponsky um he's like a russian like a russian but here's here's what i'm driving at about this call sure so I enjoy the fact that they named their dicks. Me too. And if he had just left it, we uh, all enjoy that. I mean, our without... dicks are supporting characters in Are You Being Served? <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, then that's great. But when he takes it one step further and decides that this victory, but minor victory, <laughs> makes them the greatest homosexual couple of all time. Yeah. I don't know. That is a stretch. Now, but I what? mean, who's Travolta fucking right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that guy was in Face Off. Sure. What if it's true, I hope it's though? Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's the greatest gay <laughs> couple, greatest of, all gay couple <laughs> of all time. Yeah, yeah. no doubt no, about yeah, it. Never. Sure. <laughs> yeah, problem solved. Well, I mean, they met on the set of Face yeah. Off. And, At and this point, now that we've answered that question, I think it's on to the next yeah. call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Kent from Denver, and I'm calling in with a moment of shame. Tonight, I sat down in front of Netflix with my daughter to watch a movie that had been highly recommended to me, a wonderful children's film called Babe, Pig in the City. Yes. And uh, about an hour in, when my daughter was sobbing uncontrollably at how sad and awful the movie was to all the cute animals in it, I had to turn it off and try to get her to go to sleep. And I felt shame because I was a terrible parent. Hmm. But the shame should be shared with Mr. Jesse Thorne, who has repeatedly recommended this movie and repeatedly talked about how wonderful it is without mentioning that it's the darkest fucking shit in the world. (laughs) That is the darkest fucking movie I've ever seen. And I subjected my sweet little daughter to it. And her cries echo in my memory. I repudiate this. (laughs) So, shame time. 
I repudiate this. Have a good this. show, guys. Oh, boy. I will accept oh, no Here shame it comes. for this. Here it comes. <laughs> Number one. Just watch Alien vs. Predator 2. Just show that to your baby girl. I don't think... Well, the kid dies in that, too. <laughs> I don't think well, I that not an animal. there are a lot of children who are too young to watch Babe Pig in the City who also listen to our program. If they do, they should. then you are a bad parent. Yeah. If your child heard about this recommendation Hi, on our show, um, you okay. are a bad parent. Uh-huh. I can't take responsibility for children listening to but our no, program. No, no, no. He, he took your I recommendation. Also, yeah, look, and he I, just watched it for, you, his, for himself you know what, with the child. You know, what I, guess I, you, you I, know I, what I like a lot? Inglorious Bastards. Great movie. Go ahead and watch that with your toddler. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do I? I think he took, your, he took your recommendation of the movie, it being a kid's movie. Well, it's he, rated PG, isn't it? It's. I don't remember what the rating is. I a. I do think it's appropriate for children. Okay. But it certainly depends on the age of the child and the you know how Maturity sensitive they level, are. Sure. To, yeah. I mean, it was my youngest brother. Mm-hmm. It was his favorite movie when he was about six. I literally this morning. I mean, oddly, this morning, right before I came here, my girlfriend brought that movie up to me out of nowhere, and she oh, said, funny. "Like we were talking about how sad it would be if our." Dog gave birth to puppies and then had to give up her babies to other people. And she was like, "Yeah, you like that scene in Babe?" And and uh, and I was like, "I've never seen Babe." And she's like, "You've never seen Babe?" And she got really mad at me. Mm-hmm. She was like, "You have to. It's one of the saddest, greatest movies ever." She's well, like, were you talking it. about Babe or Babe Pig in the City? Oh, Babe. I'm, I'm sorry. talking about Babe Pig in oh, the I'm City. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that now? That's uh, it's a different movie. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're getting in some some. Uh, you're getting in some some <laughs> deep babe, swamps. Look, Babe here. is also a great movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Babe is some. Babe is pretty dark and sad. Also. Mm-hmm. For a movie that is made for children. Yeah. Uh, but definitely Babe Pig in the City is darker. I'm amazed that really it's a whole franchise of dark pig movies. <laughs> they had intended to make more. What a I mean, great sentence. <laughs> the thing is, is I think that the darkness in the original Babe, if you are a child who doesn't know anything, you might potentially miss it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like the basically what Babe is about is about a pig trying not to get slaughtered. Sure, right. That right. is what Babe is now, about. How, how does and this threat and the threat of slaughter is omnipresent in wow. the film Babe. Like Ooh. that is mm-hmm. what it, that is the driving that is the MacGuffin of Babe is the threat that all pigs get slaughtered and <laughs> sheepdogs don't. Oh, okay. So let's lay that out for all these people who think Babe is the most you know uh, sweetest, most innocent film ever. Babe is about death. Okay, wow. So right, is Babe I'm So tingling. is Babe Pig in the City, but Babe Pig in the City also has some sort of scary intense action in now, it. Now, I I because An- I've never seen these action. movies, because I've never seen these movies. <laughs> when you say scary intense action, knowing that the lead character is a pig in the city, <laughs> what is happening? I just I would really would like to have a description of some of these Intense action scenes. Babe and the uh, the the mother of the farm mm-hmm. are going to uh, the mother of the farm is a is a human. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, are trying to save the farm by going to uh, a, I believe it's it's either a competition or some sort of performance of a pig that can do sheepdog stuff. Okay. Which is what we learn in Babe One is Babe the pig becomes a proper sheepdog. Okay. Despite being a pig and thus escapes death. In an abattoir. <laughs> okay, so anyway. So, and what, what happens is they get, caught, they get caught up in a drug sweep at the airport and get stuck in the city. 
where it is it, where it's illegal to have pets in uh, in in a hotel. Okay. And they go. They find a hotel that accepts pets. Uh-huh. And the city is sort of like a mystical pastiche of cities. So uh-huh. it has like the Sydney Opera House and like the Empire State Building and like all these different. It's very magical oh, okay. world. Okay. And um, and it's basically basically what happens is Babe and the other animals that stay in this hotel um, have to figure out how to uh, avoid capture mm-hmm. because animals aren't allowed in this place, uh-huh. and also save the mother of the farm who gets caught up in trouble. And it sounds convoluted. It's a one. It's a wonderful film. I don't stand alone in supporting it. <laughs> Gene Siskel at the time picked it as the best movie of the year. The late Gene Siskel. Babe Pig, the sequel to Babe. Babe Pig in the City. Yes. So the was the sequel better than the original? Yes, I thought it was better. Really? But I think they're both great. I don't. I mean, I think that one is definitely Babe Pig in the City is um, is a little bit is a little bit uh, more complex, a little bit mm-hmm. richer, a little bit darker. Um, uh, but now, but so here's what's the, the thing. Okay, so, so what's my the, point okay, is, at the, what the, just because I recommend a movie doesn't mean it's appropriate for your child. Yeah, I think he, your problem is you assumed that any movie I recommend is a. Pro- I've also recommended Pootie Tang. On well, this but show. to be fair, Babe is a child's movie, <laughs> yes. so I think he was assuming that it's a good. It's a good. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're a parent, you're responsible for deciding what is and sure. isn't appropriate because because as I said. Babe Pig in the City is appropriate for children, but it really does depend what on do the child it, and the uh, developmental state. The child's mean mean maturity, taken given the mean maturity of every child, what do you, what's the appropriate age? I would say it just average overall un, the average unsophisticated child, I would say 9 or 10. Okay. Now the average sophisticated child, I would say well, you know, like I said, my right. youngest my youngest brother Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan, uh, who's now in high school, um, when he first saw Babe Pig in the City, he was five or six, mm-hmm. and he loved it. He would go around the house saying, Pig in the City, Pig in the City, Pig in the City. Um, and it was because he... Did that just mean he had to poop? Yes, <laughs> it did. It meant that the city in this case eat. was his tidy. Sure. <laughs> um, and he had just eaten a lot of bacon. <laughs> um, he Here's the thing. <laughs> oh, honey. He, uh, he was not undigested. Yeah. He, the thing is, is that the movie is intense. Now, we do uh, learn but about... it, but you learn important lessons from it. It does not have a mean or dark. It doesn't. The message. Do you learn is, about mortality? Yes. There's fo- some fucking mortality in it. Yeah. There's a dog that goes to dog heaven. Hmm. Do you see heaven? You see dog heaven. Well, that's sort of a lie. So that's that's not a good lesson to teach kids. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the moral of this story is that as much as I love Babe Pig in the City, if your kid is bothered by something that's intense, anyone could tell you that that's yeah. the na- If you typed it into the internet one time, you would learn that it's a dark, intense movie. Like uh, That's what makes it good. It's like a Brazil for children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Toy Story, Toy Story 3 recently. You guys all saw that? Yeah. Right? yeah. That blew me away at how... To how dark Real they went. That got. Yeah, how dark I that wonder. Got. I wonder how many how many Toy Story three nightmares and permanent traumas there when, were because of that they, last bit of Toy Story. 3. That one moment where they accept their fate. Yeah, is so intense. Yeah, and like and like. I mean, it, it was it was a lesson. It was a lesson as an adult. I was like, wow, like 
There's there's a moral lesson there, like, right? Uh, whereas, like for a child, like, yeah, that would shatter my world. But here's the thing: I mean, I think that there, I, I think that what makes one of these films so powerful, even for kids, is if they is if they go through an intense experience and come mm. out the other side. I mean, kids need ordeals. With, <laughs> I mean, with and trials. I think they do. Yeah, no, they do. I, right. yeah, I you're right. They yeah. do. And I think that one of the great things about Bay Pig in the City for me, at least, as a, I mean, you know, I mean, the first time I saw it was when it came out and I was in high school. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I like about Babe Pig in the City is that just like Toy Story 3, most most children's entertainment, especially commercial children's entertainment, I do not find affects me because the stakes are false. The stakes are replaced by pacing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just stuff happens fast and that's what keeps you engaged. Oh, so Jesse, you're not concerned whether or not someone catches them all. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) You gotta. What's great What's great about Babe Pig in the City is that the stakes are real, right. just like they are in a real fairy tale, for example. Yeah, sure. You know, like real fairy tales have children getting eaten by, mm-hmm. you know, and it's scary. But what happens is you come out the other side and there are kids who there are kids who are not mature enough to understand what a story is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if this kid was a five year old that just doesn't quite get. Are you a the parent? separation. Yeah, I am. I okay. have a baby, but okay. my baby has not seen Bay Pig. My baby has not watched television <laughs> at all. Outside of getting obsessed with the Giants game once in a while when uh, my wife's taking care of him and I'm watching the Giants game. Okay. But the the story, like the transformation, what happens, you know, it has a happy ending. Right. And the reason that it has a happy ending is because of Babe's values. Well, and your and the the real fear that yeah. something bad might have actually happened. Right, and there's a real lesson in Babe Pig in the City, a really powerful lesson that I still sincerely find kind of a, inspiring, just like I did in Toy Story 3. Well, you, you know, like I cried in Toy Story 3. I'm a grown-up. Yep. Um, but it was it was a really powerful film because it had real stakes for these characters that you actually cared about. So when would you show your child... Toy Story 3 or Bay Pig in the City? I mean, it depends on what kind of child it was. Um, Your child. Yeah, but I mean, he's... You just don't know he's, who he's going to yeah, be Yeah, I yet. don't know who he's going to be yet. But I yep. mean, I think that probably given what will be going on in my house... Uh-huh. I mean, I remember, like, I went, my mom took me to see the Milagro Beanfield War and stuff. <laughs> like, my mom took me to everything. But um, I, I think that probably, probably when he's seven, six okay, or seven... All right. Yeah, I mean, and maybe even younger, depending on how he's where he's at emotionally. Yeah, yeah. you want to give him a good scare. <laughs> I mean, it's intense. I mean, and I say this as someone you know, like I, my mom took me to see tons of adult themed yeah. movies. My, my parents took me to see tons of adult themed movies, but I never went to see like horror films, or I still don't like that. Yeah. So it's not that. It's it's about the fact that you are Im- invested in it for real. Right. And it does take a kid who can understand what a story is, that it's, you know, a thing that teaches you a lesson that you're going on a journey rather than a thing that's, you know, real. Well, I'm I like this guy though for Sitting down watching a family movie with his kid. That is nice. That it's is adorable. nice that he took a he took a little family adorable. time. You're trying to shame me. <laughs> I do not accept your shame, <laughs> sir. I do not accept your shame. Okay, we have one more call. Let's take a listen. Your dick's out. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay, I'm calling to leave a message for a momentous occasion. So, okay, I kind of have a two for one momentous occasion today. Um, really psyched. So the one is I've been working for a few years wanting to go back to school eventually and today I got accepted into the PhD program in civil engineering. 
And the two, um, the other momentous occasion, uh, today the list of Olympic athletes in modern pentathlon, which is a sport you might need to Google. So the list of the athletes who will compete in the Summer Olympics in London just got sent out by the International Sporting Federation today, and there's 36 women and 36 men, and my name is on the list for those 36 women. Oh, wow. so all right. Two things coincided, and now it's all coming together. So wow. I'll be in London in August and get to go back to school in September. So thanks. Okay. A pentathlete. I have a crush on this girl. Yeah. Holy shit. Let's, let's go ahead and Google pentathlon. Uh, and I'll t- I'll t- do you know? Yeah, it's like a track. It's track and field. At, the modern pentathlon Satan, is right? track and field. It's <laughs> that's at the end of it, you get on a pentagram. Right. And, right. Dan, right. you're thinking of the movie The Craft. <laughs> uh, I don't. I mean, that was a very. I think movie. modern that pentathlon. Was a really good movie. Here, let's, you're uh, looking at a sprint, a long jump. A uh, oh, broad jump, and a, a triple and jump, a I don't know. boar slaughter. Right, a boar yeah, sure. A virgin deflowering, <laughs> you have to take the virginity. Right. Uh, let's see, pistol shooting. Woo! Oh Ep- my God. Epi-fencing. I think that's, that's... classic pentathlon. Uh, this, uh, the, the Wikipedia entry is modern pentathlon. Uh, cross-country run, show jumping, and freestyle swimming. Is that? Right. What? Those are those are the most ridiculous, incongruous sports I've ever heard. Yes. Show jumping? What the fuck is show jumping? And if your crush on this girl didn't increase after that, <laughs> you, sir, do not have a pulse. What? I mean, what is that just like jumping in, Epif- an, in an exciting way? What is, <laughs> oh, no. J- a horse. Show, like a show oh, horse. Oh, shit. So not only do you have to wield a gun and a sword. Gun, sword, horse, swim. Yeah. So this is for Laura Croft only. Oh my god! Basically, this girl's awesome. What do you think her PhD is in? The events. I don't know. In... How big do you think her jugs are? <laughs> the events in indoor pentathlon are sixty meter hurdles, high jump, shot put, long jump, and eight hundred. Oh, meters. did you say indoor? I think that's what modern women's pentathlon is: indoor pentathlon. Hey, oh, okay. ladies can do whatever they want. I like the horse shooting gun one better. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, can she do better. that? Can I... she do that one? Horse, gun, swim, sword, and what's the fifth? Uh, pistol shooting, fencing, swimming, show jumping, cross country run, and running. Okay, okay, those Damn. are great. Oh, wait a minute, no, this it's was replaced. This one was replaced in 1984 by the heptathlon. So this is you may be right. Modern pentathlon. I think you're right. Fencing, horse racing. That's oh the, let's God. say this it's is, that one. That's let's better. Let's just agree because it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's super hot. What we're all jerking it in this recording oh. box. Okay, but really, what? Where do you learn these things? Yeah, I know. Like, what were like we were? You, ta- this is what exactly what we were talking about before, which is which is like there's a culture that that somehow you might come up learning fishing. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. This exactly. is just. I mean, what this world is, did you come up in that you're you're a you're that, like a you're like a you're like a courtesan, a super yeah, prostitute, seriously. like a fancy <laughs> prostitute that only services kings right. and sheiks, who also needs to be a ninja. Right? Yeah. Or I mean, I got I brought this up this movie up on the on the show a couple weeks ago. The movie Hannah. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. That it's a girl yes. who's raised in the wild right. with the, for kill for for one purpose right. to kill. Yes, exactly. So yeah, maybe either she was some sort of. Cabin. This is definitely killer. the like the sexiest Olympic event. She in shooting and fencing. Wow. Come on, and then riding around on a horse. It's, she's got to be a beautiful lady. I, 
She's on a horse like with a sword. A three, she's on some fucking Zorro shit. I think this, this is, is fantastic. I also think it's Joan from Mad Men. Just I, <laughs> because. This is the greatest. This may be our best all-time momentous occasion. She got into the Olympics. Guys. Oh she's empirically better. Than us. Than Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and she was in Cutthroat Island. <laughs> oh, guys, can I, while I have, I know we took out our phones to, to yeah. find out what that was. I I mentioned earlier that I guess because Facebook has been fucking us, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe people aren't getting to read my Nicolas Cage tweets that I. Jordan, post. we're talking about this woman getting to the Jesus Olympics. This is Dude, valid. No one cares about it's really good. Fucking Nicolas Cage. It's really funny. Can we just focus on how we're talking hot this about girl is. face off earlier? <laughs> Remember, it's a, it, it applies. Come on, guys, it's good. Read it. Nothing we'll get better back than to a the big Olympics. build up. <clears throat> yeah, I read. Nothing helps. Uh, funny Twitter. <laughs> <clears throat> The hardest part about being Nicolas Cage is that you're having every single emotion all the time. <laughs> I read that this morning and I enjoyed it. But thank you. Thanks, Dan. So, anyway, uh, back to Olympic this. What Olympic event will you be competing in, Jordan? Bunny Twitters. Twitter. Nerd Bunny Twitters. <laughs> Why isn't that a sport? Yeah. Wicker Man tweets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wicker Man lore. That's what I got my degree in. Wow. <laughs> you know when they do the shooting, you know what they have to do? They have to, like, meditate until their heart rates slow to, like, almost zero, like a fucking yogi. Yeah. Why? Because otherwise, their heartbeats, the shaking from their, ha- from oh, their heartbeat, the, the they have to shoot in between heartbeats. Oh, my God. The, one of the big, excuse me, one of the big things in shooting events in the Olympics is that they, is that the performance enhancing, enhancing drugs are like downers. Oh my god, that's amazing. Because they make your things that that lower your blood pressure and make your heart beat less. Wow. Just Do like, they also check to make sure the contestants MP3 players don't have anything by the XX on them? <laughs> <laughs> Downer. It's real Wow. Music's a real bummer. Jordan, I am I am looking and and I've seen this she also sent us an email. We're invited to the Olympics. Are you really? Are we her trainers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have some exercises to run her through. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Holy moly. This, this girl's is, great. I mean, fuck having a child or buying no. a house or all these other yeah. momentous no, occasions. The Olympics is the only thing any of us ever really want. The Olympics, this particular event. <laughs> if she was, you know. Well, if she was on the team handball team. Team handball oh, yeah, is that's pretty good. cool. That's uh, good. Would you guys- Curling. That's like a show. That seems like a sport that was made up for the USA Network on Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Would you guys give up? Think they play in... life right now to be an Olympian. Like you, oh, you wow. like you you start it's just still the same like general personality, but would like... we pull a Gina Davis? <laughs> yeah. That's yep. called pulling a Gina <laughs> Davis. Yeah, sure. Oh man, that's tough. I mean, I have this beautiful child. I have a wonderful wife. You're gonna be you're gonna have an Olympic wife and an Olympic child. Do you have you heard about have you heard about how much fucking goes on? I know, I know. It's very exciting. Because you do your event and then you don't have anything left to do but fuck other Olympians. And, and exactly like that's Yeah, it. and for the first time you're around everyone around it's you in is in league. is in as good a shape as you I know. are. Yeah. Oh, they must fuck for. Can you days. imagine? Uh, the, I know the aerobic efforts being put in uh, by these people. I hope, Sting, I hope the Sting walks are... out of that place exhausted. <laughs> oh God! And this lady can slow her heart down to zero. Who knows what sexual effects that uh, may have? I don't know about that being helpful. Yeah, she's in like a fucking Zen pleasure dome. More like fucking a corpse. <laughs> that's that's what I was talking that's about. What, <laughs> that's actually that's actually what it's like to fuck Gina Davis. Yeah. She does not try. Yeah, uh, yep. but you know she's a she's a regular Cupid. 
<laughs> with her archery skills. That is true. That is true. With her national competing level archery skills. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, boy. What a great girl. Should we go to England and to see where she invited us to the Olympics? Did she? I don't no. think she, she really did. Oh. Yeah, okay. I'll go to that. You, me, and Teresa are sorry, Dan. What? I, is my name Teresa now? No, that's my <laughs> wife's name. Oh. And she's a standard wife. I don't mean to disappoint you. Not an Olympic wife. <laughs> All mm. right, whatever. I think, I think we should go. Yeah, I'll go to that. You should definitely Probably go. hotel rooms are really expensive. I bet they are. And but there's still. a lot of, probably a lot of bombings. Where do you think the pentathlon competition competition takes place? I, I have no idea what could facilitate those. The English five woods, things. right? I mean, it has to. It's, you get yeah. your horse running around. You get yeah. your sword fight. You just come across a knight and you fight him. Yeah, <laughs> there's a fox hunt. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is great. I love this. <laughs> do you think she'll give us a hug? Oh, definitely. We could live off that for months. I'll just let she her. She knows <laughs> how to fence. I'll just let her shoot me with an arrow. <laughs> I'll take that. We'll be back. Take a fucking arrow in the sternum. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Dr. (laughs) Bullcut. Doc BC. Playing the hits. Oh, wow. The Olympics, Jordan. Yeah. Can you imagine? Nicholas Cage. I'm thinking about something else now. I don't know, just like a funny tweet. I hey, so I, I want to mention really good. It I want to like mention one thing before stars. we before we bail on this. A couple of weeks ago in the feed, we put an episode of our show, International Waters, mm-hmm. for which Jordan is head writer. I am the host. It is a game show in which two comedians oh. in the United States compete against two comedians in the UK in a in a test of their pop cultural knowledge of each other's cultures. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Well, of everyone's cultures. Yeah, we've had a few complaints. There's not enough England shit in there. Sure, oh, okay. we're working on it. And there's not. Yeah. <laughs> However, I will say this: we are doing this show monthly. We just put out a new episode. If you are not subscribed to International Waters in iTunes, it, it will be the hour, the best hour of your month every month. Mm. That's my prediction. Unless you're in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> that you've been working very hard. I hope it's a good hour. And speaking of a great hour and some change, right. uh if I could uh, if if I could could plug a live date. Yeah. Uh Jesse, you've heard of Dave Holmes, right? Who hasn't? Oh, that guy's yes. the greatest. Dave Holmes. Uh his his By uh, the way, Dave Holmes and his boyfriend are America's greatest homosexual yeah, couple. Seriously. They Dave Holmes and Ian McKellen are <laughs> so great. Oh man. Together. Now that's a couple. Uh, Dave Holmes has a long-running stage show in here in L.A. called the Friday Forty. It's a, it's maybe a little similar to International Waters. It's a pop culture quiz, but also uh, you are awarded points for drinking forties. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, you know, it's delightful. Uh, anyways, they uh, they have moved their show to Meltdown Comics, great theater, uh, and I am going to be uh, one of the contestants in the inaugural uh, show at Meltdown to Comics. To be fair, it's a terrible theater with good shows. <laughs> That's all that makes a good theater. You know, actually, I was talking to a uh, stand-up comedian last night, uh, Jim Hamilton, who's a very funny guy, and I made that thing. I'm like, oh god, the shows there are so great, but gosh, it's so it's so uncomfortable. And he says that the comedians love it because of the low ceiling. It sounds better than any theater. I, that's what I'll, I'll, that's what I'll say. Like every time I go there, I'm reminded of the old UCB space in New York on on like the original one, the uh-huh. one that was long and skinny, the long and skinny one that was like used to be a strip club. Just all that matters for a good comedy show is is 
tight quarters and good acoustics. Yeah. And you want people to just feel like it's really like homey and small, and that's why that place is very good. Anyway, yeah. it's a, a delightful show at the Meltdown Comics. Dave, uh, Dave Holmes' new show, The Friday 40. I'm going to be in it. It's at 8 o'clock at Friday the 15th. Uh, you can uh, get the uh, tickets at the Meltdown Comics website. So there you go. So get your ass over to International Waters and iTunes if you don't live in Los Angeles. If you do, don't bother because you can just go see the Friday 40 with our friend Mr. Dave Holmes and Jordan Morris. Well, listen to International Waters on the way. You might sit next to Ian McCullen. In the I audience. don't know. That's too much entertainment. No, you're right. That's, that's, people are going to freak sure. out. Sure. It's going to be so delightful you'll have to watch Babes Picking the City to bum you out afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's inspirational. It turns out well. I bet. I bet it does. She he traumatized his <laughs> child by not showing her the happy ending. Oh, okay. oh yeah, he shoot her away before it was over. Yeah, really, yeah, it's, it's his gotta, fault. You gotta you gotta stick it through to the moral the conclusion. Guy's a terrible parent. <laughs> it's his fault. I accept no blame Good at all. Is it clear how much blame I accept? I imagine you feel a little guilty. No, I accept none. Seems like you're Sounds gonna lose like a little guilty. sleep about zero this. shame. I'm not losing any sleep. Your dick's out. I'm bringing a. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay. Dan Gregor, it's been a joy. Oh to have yeah, you on the show. Yes. thanks for finally having me. Uh, so uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the... this is uh, Dan. I, I, this is just to recap. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. you came in here with a lot of expectations. There's, a lot. I your mean, coworker people... Tammy Sager was, you know, part of. I think what we can agree is one of the classic Jordan Jesse Go episodes. Right, right, right. So much back and forth with getting you on the mm-hmm. show. I think you delivered. Oh, okay. I think you delivered. I think a hundred percent. I think I'm sure I will go listen to Tammy's now, and I'll I'll send her some notes. <laughs> right, too veiny. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. Two zero six nine eight four four fun. JJ go at maximumfun.org. Maximumfun.org slash jumbotron. If you want to get on the jumbotron, if you ever want to follow up on our sponsors, there's a thread in the forum. You can follow me on Twitter at Jesse Thorne, Jordan at Jordan underscore Morris for more Nicholas Cage magic. <laughs> Dan, you got a Twitter? Yeah, I do. It's uh, at Gregor Corp. It's G-R-E-G-O-R. Does it say that on your business cards? Uh, No, on my uh, phony email address. Okay. (laughs) There you go. We'll be back next week. Oh, it's hot in here. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. Ah.